game on. It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello and welcome to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Playoffs. Yeah, we're talking about playoffs again for the second week in a row. And we have a lot to talk about and recap and a whole lot more. First, we're going to talk with Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Petermeyer. He puts a bow on the 2023 season for the Wolverines on the football field. And he's joining us next. Time out. Wolverines Weekly will be right back. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Petermeyer. And coach, as the season came to a close last week against Osakis, just kind of now that you've had a few days to kind of sit and think about it, uh, what are your thoughts on the 2023 season? Yeah, I mean, crazy that we're at, at this point um, with the year over already. It feels like you get you get going with fall camp and then get into your scrimmage and then the game just kind of fly by and all of a sudden you're in the playoffs and, and here we are. I mean, we ended, ended the season uh, in the same game we've been in the last few years. Uh, that game hasn't gone very well for us here these last, last couple of years, especially um, we ran into a really tough Osakis team and um, they're, they're good. They got a lot of good skill guys. They have uh, um, some big guys up front um, and this was a tough day for us against them. But looking back on the season, I mean, obviously there's, in every season, there's there's usually a bunch of highs and a bunch of lows, and times you gotta kind of stay even keel throughout the whole thing. And, and we had some definitely uh, had some good moments, and we had some not so great moments. But you know, for us, we have had those 11 seniors, and just really really thankful for them coming through the program. Just great kids, and and really a joy to be around. Um, the coaches really enjoy being with them, and, and enjoy hanging out, working hard with them. So just happy to um, get through four years of of joy with with those kids and. Definitely sad to see him go, um, but they did a lot of good things from their ninth grade year all the way through. So just happy to have them come through the program. But for us, as far as the season went, I mean, you go into a season and like I've talked about before, I don't like really making predictions and have X amount of wins, X amount of losses, that kind of thing. But, you know, we were hoping to have a, a pretty good year record-wise and, and make some noise in the playoffs. And obviously, going through our season, that didn't, that didn't happen. Um, ended up with three wins and had that first-round playoff game. Uh, at our place again and and got that win which was which is definitely nice especially for the kids to end their their home career with a win that's something you'll never forget and we ended with uh another homecoming win which is something they'll never forget as well um but definitely not the season we we're expecting or wanting as far as you know <clears throat> kind of how it went with with wins and losses and, and where we were in the playoffs but again kids worked hard and and definitely when when it's all said and done we enjoy our time together and just enjoy the game of football and and can't be more thankful for the kids that we have in our program. Is there any specific moments throughout the season, you know, good, bad, otherwise, where you just think, you know, like, you know what, in all my years of coaching, I'm going to remember that, or just some kind of game this year where you're like, that was really special, I'm glad this moment or this game or this whatever got to happen? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it right after that Pillager game. Um, we kind of had kids going out throughout. It seemed like every drive offensively, defensively, and our special teams, too, with you have certain guys in certain spots, and at one point, I think we had five or six guys that were out, and we were kind of scrambling, throwing kids in there, and that was a really proud moment for us as coaches and for kids that no matter who was out that game, it seemed like whoever we threw in there, they, they played really well, and we got the job done, and Pillager ended up having a fantastic year there, 6-2, and two, so that's one of the wins for us that kind of really you'll remember and, and one that kind of 
Uh, when you look back on the season, you're proud of because, you know, they're a really good team and, and we had some adversity in that game and we, we handled that adversity. So um, definitely something right there to look look back on. But when you think about the season, it's it's something where we never had any, um, like from the start of the year on, we didn't have any injuries that the kids were out for the year. Jager at the end there, he I think it was week seven, he got hurt and, and he was done for the year and, and hopefully he'll heal up here in, in time for his winter sports and um, and get back on the ice for hockey. But for us, as far as, as injuries, we had two or three, sometimes four or five injuries every single week. Um, and it seemed like when we finally would get one or two or, or even three kids back, then one or two or three kids would be out. And it seemed like it was just a revolving door all year where we didn't play any games, actually, all eight games. We didn't have any games where everyone was completely healthy, which is unfortunate, but I know it's something that every team deals with injuries, definitely not making any excuses, but just for us is our numbers kind of in the middle of the, of the program, as far as our sophomores and juniors and, and, you know, freshmen sometimes are too young to get in there. They're not big numbers. So um, for us having a, a senior class of 11, that's a really nice senior class um, somewhere we want to be for sure. Um, but as soon as one or two or, or three or four guys start to get hurt and miss time, it's just like, when our, our numbers aren't super big, um, that's tough to overcome, and that's definitely something we had to battle through this season. And, you know, with uh, the season coming to a close, and, and you just mentioned they're the seniors and how long that they've been in this program and how much they've meant, is it going to feel weird for you coming back next fall to not see those kids again when you get ready for practice? Absolutely. I mean, like I've said before, these are the kids uh, this year's seniors that when I first got here uh, as a teacher – um, I coached junior high football and they were the seventh graders. So the first kids that I met were these kids as seventh graders and had them in junior high. And then uh, when I made the jump, they were making the jump too. So been with these same kind of kids, same group of kids for, I mean, seventh grade on up and now they're going to graduate. And um, obviously the kids that are younger, I, I mean, we've had in our program as far as uh, just playing football and, and most of us are teachers. We've had them in school. So definitely going to be, um, fun to see those kids come up through but yeah these seniors graduate and definitely going to be weird not having them just being around them for so many years in a row here and last question for you here coach uh let's take your way too early look at 2024 uh kind of what are the numbers look like what is there any kids coming up that excite you and just kind of what do you feel like the the goal is for next year's team yeah i mean as of right now um kind of looking at the roster going through we should have you know six or seven uh, depending on what it looks like next year, seniors coming in. And, you know, we've talked in the past that I think a double-digit number of, of seniors is kind of where you want to be, especially where we're at with um, our school. Um, so definitely we're, we're under that. Um, sophomores, we got, I think, five. So I guess sophomores going to be juniors. Um, so five juniors that have been out. Um, obviously some kids might come out and maybe add to those numbers, which would be awesome. But just not not super big classes, but – we're excited for some of those kids who maybe didn't get a whole lot of time this year and, and work through the JV schedule uh, for them to have a good off season um, and then come next year uh, ready to play with kind of a kind of a new slate, uh, a new era of, of football, I guess, with um, graduating a nice class that of kids that have played two or three years in a row now and getting some new guys in there and, and seeing what they can do. Um, we had 16 freshmen, which I think is a fantastic number. If if we can keep that number, you know, right there or even add to it as we go along that that would be a great kind of class to get us back as into the numbers game where we have those double digit seniors going through and and graduating and then i'm excited about our junior high and our youth 
Um, our junior high had some pretty decent numbers. We had uh, over 30 um, between the seventh and eighth graders. So that's, you know, an, an average of 15. That's pretty good. And then our, our youth classes, we had uh, about 45 kids in fifth and sixth grade. So that's something that obviously um, the excitement there early and you get a lot of kids and you never know if some kids are going to try something different in the fall or if you're going to add some kids to it. But as far as our, our, our youth program, um, that's been something that's really helped our numbers. And we're excited to kind of get those kids all the way through and, and just keep a sustained amount of kids through each grade. But for us as, as a program, you know, fifth grade all the way up through 12th grade, we're definitely excited for next year to, to kind of get, um, get our kids in here and, and see what we got going forward and uh, maybe do some new things and, and some different things and kind of freshen this thing up. Um, but just excited for our, our juniors and sophomores to kind of take that, that step into their, their junior and senior year and, and, it's their turn to lead the program, and it's their turn to see what they can do. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely excited for next year. Like I said, tough to put a, a number on anything. You just never know with what other teams got coming back and uh, the teams you play. Um, but for us, just on our own side, hopefully we have a great off season and the kids have a great winter season of whatever sport they play, and then a, a fun spring season. Hopefully the spring is a little bit longer than normal, and then we can get into the summer, into the weight room with them, and um, work on some things. And before we know it, we'll be back in August. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Petermeyer. Coach, appreciate the time that you've given us all season long to to get to talk with your team. I know we've gotten you kind of after games and we've gotten you up late at night, but uh, appreciate all the time you've given us all season long. Have a great rest of the school year and summer, and we look forward to talking with you again in the fall. Yeah, man, thank you, and um, good to be excited for our cross-culture team at State this weekend and also for our volleyball team going through into their section playoffs. So, Thank you, CJ, um, and thanks to all the parents and everybody who helped support WDC football, and we're excited for the future. Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Petermeyer recapping his team's 2023 season. Hey, speaking of volleyball and cross country, we got some interviews coming up next, Wolverines Weekly. Don't go anywhere. Wolverines Weekly will be back in a moment. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we are talking with Wadena Deer Creek head volleyball coach Sue Volkman. And, Coach, you got a win on Thursday night in DGF against East Grand Forks. You got the upset as the three seed. You beat the two seed, and you now punch your ticket to the Section 8 AA championship game on Saturday night. Uh, uh, just what was working for you guys in that game, and just uh, how fun was that? Well, our team just kind of was clicking on all cylinders together, and that's kind of the way our team needs to play. We need everybody involved, and it seems that when we do have that, then we can play pretty well. East Grand Forks is a team that you guys haven't particularly played very often. Do you remember when the last time was that you faced the Green Wave? Well, I guess I was told last night that it was in 2008 um, for to go to state. Sure. And we, and we won that game. Yeah, yeah, and, and how cool is that to get to play some of these teams that you don't get to particularly play very often? I know that there's a lot of common opponents, and you can build some fun rivalries with that, but how fun is it to get to play a team that you haven't played in 15 years? Well, you know, it's it's a completely different team and group and, and kids, um, so it's almost like playing them for the first time again, you know, going from, say, 15 years ago to now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with 
uh, in those kind of neutral site games, it was your first one of the year. You got to go into DGF just with that neutral site, team you haven't played before, section semifinal game. How do you think your players just responded prepping and, and getting ready for the game? Were they just locked in and cool as ever? Well, they, they were pretty fired up to play. So, I mean, obviously we came out and, and played well right from the start. So I think mentally they were really prepared just to go out there and um, play as well as they could and hope for the best. And, you know, there's a couple things in those first two sets of that semifinal game, and that typically happened when Addie Gravel was serving, and you guys were able to go on what was pretty close to a 10-0 run in both of those sets to kind of just muscle you in front right away. What about her serving? Just what about those runs did you guys do really well? Well, um, she just plays serves really well. So we can find a weakness, and we'll go at that weakness, and, and she just can move the ball around in, in different zones and, um, makes them keeps them on their toes, but then we also have uh, Lola and uh, Kennedy Ness together up front. So um, when you get you know two good offensive players like that too, you you hope to be doing some scoring. Lola Pulver led your team in kills. I know that you know Peyton Gravel is a great player and she does a lot of really great things, but having Pulver as well, uh, just uh, really kind of helping elevate that team. Just she led your team in kills in that game. How important has she been to your team this year? Oh, she's huge. I mean, she's one of the few seniors we have, and um, she's really stepped up her game as the years gone on, and um, we can move her around. She's capable of playing middle or outside, and uh, very good blocker, so and she adds a, she's a big part of our team. And now as you get ready for that section final game, uh, you know, moving back into Section 8 AA, you get to the championship game. You're going to play a familiar opponent in Purim in Pelican Rapids. Uh, do you take anything from that first game of the season against Purim back, I think it was game number two, that you guys played? Or do you just kind of throw it out the window because it's been a month and a half since you played? Well, I throw it out the window because we don't really have the same. We have different players playing, different positions that played in that game. Um, yeah, we're just kind of a completely different team um, than we were back then. So I don't really count that. I think what just between the two of us when we play each other, it, it, uh, it's always a competition. Yeah. And so it kind of brings a different level of play to the game. Mm -hmm. And especially since, you know, we were just talking before we started recording, you know, a lot of those members of that Purim team were on uh, the Section 8AA Basketball Championship for girls, and they played Wadena Deer Creek, so it's going to be a familiar opponent in that. I know it's a different sport, and not every single girl was on that team, but, uh, you know, do you think that those girls are going to have a chip on their shoulder to, to kind of try and get that win? Well, I think, you know, anytime we play Purim, it's, it's a rivalry game, and it has been for years and years, so... Um, you know, we both kind of want to go at each other and, and that in itself is incentive to, to play at your best. What do you uh, know about this iteration of Purim, this team that you're going to face on Saturday, and what are you going to have to do to get the win? Well, we have to really um, attack the ball. I think Holly took themselves out of the game by tipping and tipping and tipping, and they went away from their hitting game, which allowed Purim to set the ball up to their big hitters at you know, and they were really on and hitting the ball hard. So we're going to have to hit at them and make them play some defense. And what do you expect that atmosphere to be like in Pelican Rapids, just with the two towns obviously travel well, obviously, you know, passionate fan bases. How fun are you expecting this atmosphere to be? Oh, it's going to be huge. I mean, everybody's excited. It's that chance to go to state and 
Um, I just think that in itself, you know, changes the atmosphere from a regular season game and, and we hope to have a good following. And last question for you here, Coach. You know, for you personally, you've been to the state tournament a handful of times and you've had some really great teams and some really great runs. For you yourself, just kind of, uh, you know, how do you, uh, how do you kind of manage those nerves? How do you prepare yourself as coach to get ready for some of these big games? Um, well, you just try to keep everything calm and normal and, um, you know, just put the emphasis on the game and, you know, you want to have your head in the right place and not get, caught up in all the ex extra excitement and, and go out there and play the game. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head volleyball coach Sue Volkman as she gets her team ready for the Section 8 AA championship game later tonight against Purim. Uh, coach, appreciate the time and best of luck. All right, thank you. We'll be right back with more insight from players and coaches after the break. Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Your home for Wadena Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head cross-country coach Mike Brunsberg. And, Coach, you're getting ready for that state tournament meet. And just uh, what's it been like in practice this week? How exciting has it been uh, getting the kids ready? Yeah, we're trying to find that double peak, you know. So, uh, in a way, we're uh, doing a lot of the same things this week that brought us success last week. And the vibe is good. One thing I appreciate is, uh, you know, not everybody gets to run at state, but there's a lot of teammate support uh, helping them do practice the right way. So it's been a great week. Yeah, and you know, as you've been getting ready, obviously uh, uh, Grant Nelson running for the boys, and then you have your girls' team running. Uh, you know, as you get ready for that meet, what are the weather conditions looking like? What are you expecting? And just kind of overall, what's the environment uh, going to be like? Well, one difference with the new meet location at the U of M is they will not have an indoor facility for the runners uh, to change and stay warm, you know. Um, you're kind of on your own like a normal meet. Uh, so that's one factor that we'll have to consider as far as, you know, what the temperature will be. You know, it's typical state championship race cool. And uh, we got a little uh, acclimation to that this week. Uh and uh, and then you also have to kind of avoid that change of seasons head cold, you know, especially when your life slows down a little bit. Uh, so far, so good, I think, for us. So. And for those who've never been or those who just uh, haven't had the opportunity to fully uh, uh, capture it, what is uh, the state track or, excuse me, the state cross-country meet and that track and just everything about it? Uh, what is that environment like to be down at the state meet? Well, they pump a lot of good music out there. Uh, the the speaker system is loud, and so you get kind of uh, an oral presence that you don't always get, and it's competitive for the fans to get a spot at the finish. You know, sometimes uh, I think if you want to see the finish, you, that's where you have to go right away. You can't just hop into that spot, you know, mid-race or whatever. So everybody kind of picks a spot. And uh, I, I think one of the things that makes the state race special is when the uh, runners are coming through, uh, there's so much cheering. Uh, it, there's nothing left to hold back, you know, and there's, there's no tomorrow. And, and uh, so everybody's just kind of releasing and celebrating the end of the season. 
and you know, coach for your team and for your boys runner. Uh, you know, what are the expectations? Are there any? Is it just, hey, we're happy to be here. We want to run a good race, or is it, you know, let's see if we can get something. Let's see how far we can push up. Well, there's a lot of unknowns. You know, you you have a season where you see a lot of the same teams, uh, a mix of different classes, big schools, and all that. And we did focus on pushing through sections. Uh, that was, I mean, uh, that was the goal. You know, that was a task in itself. And we had to run our great race, uh, we meaning the girls and the boys as well. And we did that. So now it'll be a, a meet with some unknowns, teams we've never raced before. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, where you might uh, end up in the mix of things with that. But uh, I certainly know, uh, like uh, in the case of Grant Nelson, uh, he's he's really come a long way in the last 12 months uh, from the sections a year ago. He pretty much hopped right on board with a successful Nordic season, uh, doing distance that way, and then a breakthrough track season. Uh, stayed active over the summer, did everything right during the season, and uh, just that special gut check factor that, uh, you know, he had to pit past two or three people uh, in the, the final straightaway stretch there, and they all wanted the same thing, and but he made it. So carry on top race for him and much of the same sentiment for the girls you know they we always want to experience the and share the joy of running and uh traveling together one more time as a team uh with this special atmosphere uh should uh bring that experience and you know there's not a ton you can do really in this week to to fully prepare like we've kind of talked about throughout the weeks but you guys have done a lot of work in season to prepare for big races like this going down to the Griac and running that course uh, you know earlier in the season and of course you were up in Grand Forks running that meet uh, up there as well how do those big meets help you know seeing those different kids and getting to do all that different stuff and get used to this atmosphere how important were those races and how much do you think they'll impact your runners at the state meet yeah, like for somebody like Grant, sometimes in a big meet uh, with so many runners at such volume, you, you pre-race try to give him a few jersey colors, uh, uh, an individual or two that he might recognize that sort of pace off uh, because, you know, the, <laughs> the flow might be too fast or, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to know sometimes. And uh, like with the girls, they've had the advantage of uh, depth, a lot of girls that are able to run fast together you know like a pack so um we certainly uh want to see the a preview of these courses and break it down into segments okay like this is the hill portion and we can practice that we can mentally rehearse that uh just breaking the race down into sections that you know don't think about the whole thing at one time you know let's just concentrate on pushing through this section and uh uh, simulating it and envisioning success with uh, segment by segment. And last question for you, Coach, just how fun is it to get to go down to that state meet and how excited are you to, to get to be a part of it? Well, I was just looking at some, uh, I was adding to the, the history book. Uh, this will be the 16th instance of uh, me going down with uh, just boy individuals alone. I've never been a, a part of a boys team that made it as a group. Uh, again, it's really special and rare, uh, like the girls doing it back to back. 
So, you know, uh, what's special is uh, just feeling blessed with uh, having some consistency of this peak level of performance. You know, the kids bringing, it's my favorite meet of the year. Uh, and so, uh, and I don't think that'll change uh Despite the course difference, uh, U of M is a great place to run, and and that'll be a, a, a quality event. And uh, you never take it for granted, but uh, uh, for certain, it, it's you have just kind of that special uh, vibe of hey, you know, this is the season completed, and uh, we finished strong. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head cross-country coach Mike Brunsberg ahead of his team getting ready to run that state meet down at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities. Hey, Coach, best of luck in that race, and we look forward to recapping it with you next week. Awesome. Thank you, CJ. Best of luck again to the WDC girls cross-country team and Grant Nelson of the boys team for running in that meet, and we'll let you know all about those full results on the morning sports desk Monday morning, and we'll recap it with Coach Brunsberg next Saturday on Wolverines Weekly right here on KWAD. We're going to take a break, and we'll wrap up the show talking to our Wolverine player spotlight, Grant Sealhammer, on the football team. That's coming up next, Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Wolverines Weekly, the only place to hear right from the Wadena Deer Creek coaches and athletes. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. We have now our Wolverine player spotlight, Grant Sealhammer, a senior on the football team for Wadena Deer Creek. And Grant, you know, your season's wrapped up, your career is wrapped up. But, you know, one important thing, you were a captain on this team as a junior and a senior, which a captain for a non-senior, according to Coach Peter Meyer, a pretty tough thing to do. Uh, How do you describe your time in WDC football? It was a great four years of football. It meant a lot just to be part of the team and always like welcomed each other as a team, get really close. And even though it didn't end the way we wanted this year, it's still we won a home playoff game, and that's really cool to do. Grant, you've been a big presence on both the offensive and defensive line this season. What about your game, and just what do you like to do with, and that aspect helps you? I think it's the coaches. They put me in the right spot. Like I've played all over the place this year, and I think it's the coaches. They move me, and where I'll be able to succeed the best. What's one of your favorite things to do on the football field? Is it getting a sack? Is it beating a guy and stuffing the run? Is it getting a fumble? What's one of your favorite things uh, to do on the football field? I would say tackling the quarterback and getting a sack. That is one of the funnest things you can do. And again, Grant, as your career comes to an end here, what uh, what's it been like to be with your teammates and just what's it like to be in the atmosphere of WDC football? Well, I've been with, you know, my senior class is kind of a big class. We've been together for the last four years and just really got to know each other on the field and off the field. It was a really great experience. Okay, now that we've gotten to know you a little bit on your football side, let's get to know some of the other things that you do at WDC. I do wrestling in the winter and then baseball in the spring and summer, and I'm also in jazz band and National Honor Society. What's your favorite class? Mm, my favorite class? I like mythology right now. It is my favorite class I have right now because it's pretty interesting just to learn about all the myths and stuff. Uh, who's your favorite teacher? My favorite teacher would be Mrs. Becker. I do not like math very much, but she makes it a lot more enjoyable than it has to be. What's your favorite school lunch? Um, I like the Mandarin chicken. It's my favorite school lunch. What's your favorite food in general? Um, I don't think you can be a good steak. 
Uh, agree uh, on that one. Uh, what's your least <laughs> What's your least favorite food? Least favorite food would be like I hate refried beans. They just look gross and taste gross. What kind of music are you listening to right now? When you get a chance to put on some headphones and listen to Spotify, uh, wh- what are some of the songs? Who are some of the the artists that you're listening to? For me, I always listen to country music. I like a lot of Eric Church music specifically. He'd be my favorite singer. Who's your favorite athlete? Favorite athlete. Well, that's a tough one. I really like Kirk Cousins, but now he's hurt. So, But he was my favorite one. Still is, I guess. Uh, what are you watching? When you get a chance to put on Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is, What's uh, what TV show are you putting on or movie? Most of the time I just watch live sports, but when I do watch Netflix, I watch The Walking Dead. Uh, what are your uh, goals now as you get through uh, the rest of your senior year, whether it's sports, whether it's uh, getting into a certain school, whether it's doing a certain thing in your other activities? What's one goal you have for the rest of the school year? Um, one of my goals would be to make it to state on the wrestling team. And what would you say is your worst day of the week? Worst day of the week is Monday. It's always tough to wake up on a Monday. All right, awesome, Grant. Uh, appreciate the time and best of luck the rest of uh, your senior year. Yeah, thank you. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to wadinaradio.com.